Hey everybody, welcome back to the 20th episode of Reading with Celebrities. I'm Lindsay. And I'm Tiffany. And today we will be discussing a list from penguinrandomhouse.com, the publisher, for 20 books to read before you're 20 to celebrate the 20th episode. Woo, we've made it! We did it! Hooray! Yeah, so we found a list... Um, it's 20 books to read before you're 20. 20 um, you'll see how bad <laughs> to 20. Um, Lindsay and I are both in our 30s, and I can guarantee you we have not read all these books. Yes. You know how I know I'm in my 30s? Because I woke up and my hip just hurt, and I didn't do anything <laughs> yesterday. It just hurt. not do anything. I wasn't running. Um, didn't do anything. Yeah. And but before we do, a little check-in. So, again, we're currently reading While I Was Gone, um, and dare I say it, it might be my favorite book from Opus Book Club. It's, it's, it's on the up and up. I like it. I'm not done with it. I'm only, I don't even know how far I am, but I kind of like it. Well, remember, you enjoyed The Girls, and you compared it to The Girls, so yes. I had high hopes once you said that, that I was like, okay. Yes. But another weekly check-in is I had some free time yesterday, <laughs> and I have currently watched seven episodes <gasps> of Pearl Summer. Yes, 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 yes. But there's, there's like a total of eight episodes? There's ten. Ten, okay. Yeah, I have started so the eight. Yeah, I started the eight, but then you called me to record, so whatever. <laughs> wow, wow, wow. <laughs> yeah, so... I'm making it through. It is so good. Isn't it so good? Aren't you so glad that you watched it? I love that it's set in Texas. I love mm-hmm. that it's set in the 90s. I love everything about it. I loved the the scene early on where Kate runs away from the garden party. And she's drunk. Mm-hmm. And she's like, I want to go to Waterburger. <laughs> <laughs> oh, famous last words. Yes. Yeah. So, yes, I'm really enjoying it. I have my thoughts. I have no idea what's going to happen. I thought Cool Summer was good because I kept kind of, like, changing what I was thinking was going to happen. And then when they when I finally watched it and they showed the ending, I was like, oh, oh no, that's not what I thought yeah. at all. <laughs> really? Okay. Yeah. I will probably they do have- finish it soon. They do have a season two plan, but they haven't said if it's going to be, you know, same characters, different, like, different story, like, what they're going to be doing with it. So, I think it's a 2022 is when it'll be out. We're not far from It's not that far away, so. We're in October. <laughs> oh. Yeah. And, like, do you have to pick a side? Like, because I have a side. So, I... For me, I really went back and forth. That was, like, one thing that I really, really liked about the show was that, you know, I really liked 1993 Jeanette, really hated 94 Jeanette, kind of felt bad for 95 Jeanette, but then also was, like, "Mm, not really, like, you know, was kind of, like, neutral on her. And then, like, kind of sort of same thing with Kate, where I was, like, like, not her biggest fan, feel really bad for it, like, yeah, it was like one of those things where I felt like the the actors all did a really good job of kind of like playing the same character, like really good character development, playing the same character, but totally different. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah. I, it was one of those things where like, where I thought the show had ended and I was like, oh, that's like a really cool ending. And then something else happened and I was like, oh, no. <laughs> Yeah, like, um, it's interesting to see how dark both of their characters get each year. Yeah. So, yeah. But I can, I will uh, stand by my 
Now I can't think of her name. Jeanette's blonde friend. Oh, Mallory? Yeah, I will stand by. Can't stand her. Did not like her. Did not like any any version of her character at all. Interesting. Okay. So. Yeah, interesting. Yeah, so I am seven episodes in. I'm excited. I know. I figured you would like that, so I was like, let me save that for this episode as my check-in. Lovely. I have no news to report. Mm. I mean, I've, I've, like, been reading while I was gone and stuff like that, but it's been a busy, busy past week and on the road and not on the road and yeah so fun okay so are we ready to jump in to 20 books that you should read in your 20s is that what it is um before you're 20 oh even worse apparently according to this these are a few books if you're embarking on your 20s that some of your peers will have read by now but I will say that some of these were like, you know, these were published, some of them, I was glancing through the list, were published like when we were already in our 20s, so we could not yeah. have, you know, feasibly have read them beforehand. And I know but, some of them I did read in high school, so. Yeah, some of them I did read, and some of them I can't stand, some of them I couldn't finish, so we'll see. Okay. Alrighty, so the very first one. Is the House on Mango Street by Sandra Cisneros. I need to work on my pronunciation. And that is the story of a young Latina girl growing up in Chicago, inventing for herself who and what she will become. Have you read that? We read excerpts from it in high school. Um, we never read the full book, though. Okay. I have never read it. I know my sister has read it, and she's early 20s so yeah I have not read that one I like the cover Mm -hmm. I know this is one of those books where it's like um I feel I feel like it's always recommended on lists of like you know books every woman should read or books you know yeah you know with important life lessons or getting a different perspective on things but I can't even tell you like what excerpt we read from it mm-hmm. because that was 2005 when I read it. So I don't really remember what what exactly we read because we did a whole like a whole thing on short stories, excerpts, like yeah, like some of it was kind of running together. But um, yeah, okay, it's exciting way to kick off that list. Okay, all right, number two, the picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde. This was a book that I have started many times and have never finished. Because it's not good? I can't get into it. I can't. I don't know if it's one of those things where it's like, oh, you got to read the first hundred pages. You'll get into it. Because that was how Girl with the Dragon Tattoo was for me. Yeah. Yeah. Just get past the first 150 pages. <laughs> That's when the story gets real good. I'm like, oh, my God. <laughs> but, um. So this one just says, it's a popular story of a beautiful and corrupt man and the portrait that reveals all his secrets. Yeah, so basically just this guy doesn't age, but his picture does. But if he looks at his picture, then he'll age and die. And he's, I mean, Dorian Gray is in a bunch of other, like, pop culture references. And Uh he's in, like, the, the League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. For some reason, I've seen that movie multiple times. He's in that one. But, like, you know, it's just, a lot of Oscar Wilde characters, I think, have kind of joined mainstream for various reasons. Yeah. But, uh... So I'm batting yeah. over two. Have not read it. <laughs> I'm doing great. Probably out of these combined pages, I've read, like, 20 for me. <laughs> <laughs> doing but better number, than me. Number three is a book I have read, and I highly okay. recommend it. Okay, it's, okay. Never Let Me Go by Katsuo Ishigura. Goro, right. again. Um, fantastic book. Recommended for everybody. I ugly cried at the end of it. So. 
So this one, it just says, as children, Kathy, Ruth, and Tommy were students at Hailsham, an exclusive boarding school secluded in the English countryside. Um, it's a place of cliques and mysterious rules where teachers were constantly reminding their, their charges of how special they were. Now, years later, Kathy is a young woman. Ruth and Tommy have re-entered her life, and for the first time, she's beginning to look back at their shared past and understand just what it takes to make them special. Yeah, it's, um, I, I actually read this in my 20s, and it really makes you kind of think, I don't want to give away too much, even though this is, mm -hmm. you know, spoiler bound, but, uh, yeah, it's really good. It kind of makes you think about people and humanity in a different light, I would say. Yeah. Okay. All right. Uh, the next one is another one that I've also read. Uh, the Road by Cormac McCarthy. I want to say I have this book, but I don't, I've never read it. I don't know if I, this is not the Cormac McCarthy book I would recommend to people. I've read two others of his. Really, really enjoyed No Country for Old Men. Mm -hmm. um, hated Blood Meridian. Like, never, God, no, I did not enjoy that book at all. Uh, just thought it was boring. And then The Road was one where it was like, I found one of the main characters to be super annoying. Oh, I guess you could read the synopsis if you want to. Oh, okay. Sorry. No, I was going to let you because since you'd read it, but um, a father and his son walk alone through burned America. Nothing moves in the ravaged landscape save the ash on the wind. It is cold enough to crack stones, and when the snow falls, it is gray. The sky is dark. Their, ne their destination is the coast, although they, they don't know that. Or they don't know what, if anything, awaits for them. They have nothing, just a pistol to defend themselves against the lawless bands that stalk the road, the clothes that they are wearing, and a cart of, of food and each other. Yeah, so it's kind of like a post-apocalyptic. Mm -hmm. um, some very, like, like, Kermit McCarthy doesn't really shy away from, like, very graphic scenes of violence and stuff, so... You know, there's a lot of disturbing things in this. Oh, but the sun was so annoying. So annoying. <laughs> it was one of those things where I was like, I don't know, kid. I think you're old enough to kind of understand that, like, things are terrible. Yeah. Like, I, like it was just one of those things where it was, like, very frustrating to read. And then there's kind of a glimmer of hope at the end, but not really. Like, I don't know. It was just, it's just not... The Cormac McCarthy book I would recommend to people. That's definitely No Country for Old Men. That was a fantastic book. See the movie. Have you? Yeah. Um, is that book number four? I think so. Yeah. I'm batting O for four, guys. I'm doing great. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, I don't think either of us have read the next one either. So. No, but... The author sounds familiar. So, so okay. I'll tell you why he sounds familiar. Um, the next one is Norwegian Wood by Haruki Murakami. And he also wrote 1Q84. Thank you. I was yes. like, this sounds familiar. Okay. So this one. Oh, and my phone just stopped scrolling. Cool. Oh, done. Yeah. Um. The story of one college student's romantic coming of age, a journey to that distant place of a young man's first hopeless and heroic love. I know this is kind of the like Murakami book that gets recommended over and over again. That one, I think Kafka on the Shore is the other one. I hope I'm not getting him confused with somebody else, but I think like that's the one I always see on lists too of like, yeah, hey, this book. So, and it looks like it's a movie. Mm -hmm. Oh, and on the book it says author of One Q eighty four. So there you go. Uh, does it? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> did not. See oh that. yeah, right there. <laughs> My Ooh. bad. Can't read. All right. Yeah. All right. So this, so. Oh, this is a rousing episode, Jacko. I know we are doing great, guys. <laughs> episode twenty. Woo. <laughs> Woo. Um, next one is March, book one, 
by John Lewis and Andrew Aiden. I have don't have never heard of this book. So it's a graphic novel memoir by um, living legend of the civil rights movement um, created by Congressman John Lewis, Andrew Aiden, and Nate Powell. It's an account of John Lewis's lifelong struggle for civil and human rights, meditating in the modern age of the distance traveled since the days of Jim Crow and segregation. So, have you ever read a graphic novel? I've never, like, really... I've read a couple, yeah. Yeah. Um, I actually, I enjoy them. I think they're, like, fun. Um, I've, I've read not... I think there's another one on this list that's a graphic novel that I've also read. Okay. Um, I don't know. I en- I enjoy them. I think they're kind yeah. of a... I find them a little bit easier to get through. Yeah, you could probably, like, well, finish I read, I read a mo- Like, a lot of them you can. Some of them take me a lot longer. But, um, I don't know, I kind of enjoy them. And, like, the cover looks very... Like, the artwork looks very, very cool. And Yeah. Um, and it, it might be a great way to, like read and learn about like the civil mm-hmm. rights movement like start with a graphic novel yeah so um i don't know i may add it to my list because i kind of i know you know i like a good cover and this is a good cover yeah maybe it can be my first graphic novel i would say this one or the other one that's on the list those would be two good okay two good starting points but um so the next one is very famous, and I have read this. The Hobbit, J.R.R. Tolkien. I'm going to let you guess if I've read it or not. I'm going to say you have not read it. <laughs> no, I've read it. <laughs> I've read, I read The Hobbit, and I read Lord of the Rings. Um, and Lord of the Rings is definitely more of the, like, epic fantasy battles. And while you have some of that in The Hobbit, I found The Hobbit to be a lot more, like, like fun and whimsical. Yeah. To read. Um, I don't know. I like them both. I've been wanting to reread Lord of the Rings for a while, so. Um, is this, like, a prequel to the Lord of the Rings? Like, should you read this one first? You don't have to read it first, but it definitely, like, the whole book happens before Lord of yeah. the Rings. Because Lord of the Rings, you've got, like, Frodo and the band trying to take the ring to Mordor. And in this one, it's kind of, how did Bilbo, another hobbit, get yeah. the ring and his, like, adventures with it and stuff? Fun. Yeah. I mean, I I'm I like to read fantasy. Like, now, I used to not be into it, so I might actually enjoy it. I have found that people who who said they didn't like fantasy, but then got into Game of Thrones. It's kind of like, you know, it's like mm. the fantasy gateway drug for a lot of people. Yeah. Um, even if they only watch the show, then that's kind of, you know, leading to the movies or, the, you know, something like that. So yeah, I, 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 I definitely like it. I think it's, The Hobbit was super fun to read. I read it quickly. Lord of the Rings definitely took me a lot longer to read, but you know, there's three books to that, but um, I'd recommend it. Cool. I might put that on my list. I would say put it on your list. It's fun. I I enjoy it. It gets a fun yeah. read. So, um, the next on the list is Pride and Prejudice by Jane Austen. So the cover that they show, you know, has that A on it. Yeah, it's beautiful. And that's the same edition of my um, Joy Luck Club with the G really? on it. Yeah, so it's that um, same, like, penguin drop caps. They have an author for every letter of the alphabet. And so uh, Pride and Prejudice Pride and Prejudice was chosen for the A for Jane Austen. Oh, I love that. Yeah. That would be a fun library edition to get all those books. Yeah. Um, I'm trying to think of... I can't think of other, like, I think Charles Dickens is D, but I can't remember if it's Great Expectations or A Tale of Two Cities is the book for it. I love it. Yeah. Anyways, uh, pardon, I don't like Jane Austen. 
Like, I'm good. I know a lot of people, women particularly, have a very different opinion on Jane Austen. I have never been able to get into any of her books. I hate read about half of Pride and Prejudice, couldn't finish it. Like, I just, I just don't enjoy the stories. I don't enjoy her writing. Yeah. But, I mean, the cover's beautiful. Um, I've never read Pride and Prejudice, but we did read Unmarriageable from Book Club, which yes. is like a retelling, and I really enjoyed that. Um, but for people that don't know, it's just Elizabeth's determination to dislike Mr. Darcy in a prejudice only matched by the foley of his arrogant pride. And I think we, we all know what happens at the end. La la la. So, yeah. Um, speaking of Charles Dickens, the next on the list is Ooh. The Tale of Two Cities. I'm going to make a prediction that for some reason we will probably read this in the next six months. Uh, (laughs) This one has another similar to Anna Karenina has a very uh, famous opening line. It was the best of times. It was the worst of times. And that's how I will be describing me reading this book. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. um, So I think I was supposed to read this in high school. I cannot guarantee you if I finished it <laughs> in high school. Will we go finish it now? <laughs> yes, we are. That's a spoiler alert to the uh, future choosing of some <laughs> books from Oprah's Book Club. Yes. For those of you that are paying attention. Um. Yeah, so another famous book that we probably should have read in high school if you didn't. Whoops. This one has another cool cover, at least the one that they're showing. Yeah. But, um... My cover does not look like that. (laughs) (laughs) All right, um, the next one is... We've got another Russian coming in. Crime and Punishment by... Oh, guys... I can't say these words. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go work on. Fyodor is all I have. I know it's. Um, I know. It's Dostoy- Fyodor. Fyodor. Dostoyevsky. I can't. My mouth can't form those words. I'm gonna practice. <laughs> um, so this was one that I tried to read a long time ago, and couldn't get into it. But I'm wondering now since we've tackled Anna, if I could get into this one. I mean, it has murder. Yes. I, I like think I, like might, that. I might try, again, I might try a different translation. Yeah, or you can look at um, Audible and see if they have, like, a good audiobook. Yes. So, um, I may give it another try. I think that was where my hesitation with Anna Karenina that came in was like being like I have tried to read some Russian literature and it was this one and I could not get into it um so let me try again you know I'm, I'm older I'm wiser we are my not in our hurts. 20s anymore my hip hurts when I wake up we are older than these books when we were supposed to be when we read these books so. um but yeah I may give it another try I don't know So many books in a little time. I know. And I feel like the next book, the author, I don't know how to pronounce that one either. Uh, We Should All Be Feminists by, oh, oh. Yes. Um, <laughs> I was waiting no, for I, pra- I pra- So I pra- I've practiced this name because there was another book of hers I was going to bring up. Um, oh, but I'm going to screw it up. I'm going to screw it up because now I have to actually say it when I'm being recorded. Um, okay. Chimamananda Ngozi Adichie. Adichie. I'm going to practice that again and I'm going to get it right. Because I feel it, bad not being able to pronounce. I know. It's, it sounded right, though. Because um, I think 
this is the same author of Americana. I think it is too. No, I thought the same thing when I saw it. And the cover looks very similar to Americana. Mm -hmm. Um, But Americana is another book that I see on lists all the time of like books to read before you die. Yeah. I'm not trying to be disrespectful when I say I can't pronounce names. It's just I, I practice and then I get recorded and my mind stops working. <laughs> well, it's just like when you practice like a speech to present, you sound great in your room practicing and then you get in front of people and you forget everything. Yeah. I, did, yeah. I, had, I had to testify one time and my brain just quit working halfway through one of my responses and I just went... <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I was like, that was bad. Oh. <laughs> yes. Um, and it does say, it says from the um, author of Americana, so we are correct on that. Do you have a synopsis for this book? Um, so this is, it's her, it says it's personal essays, um, drawing extensively on her own experiences and her deep understanding of the often masked realities of sexual politics. Um, This is her exploration of what it means to be a woman now and a moment rallying cry for why we should all be feminist. Cool, we got nonfiction. Yes. I actually have, because when you scroll down on, at least I thought it was on here, um, like you might also like books, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, It also talks about hood feminism by Mickey Kindle, and that one's been on my list for a minute. That one, I think it came out in 2019 or got really popular in 2019 or 2020. So, but yeah. I thought for some reason, though, that there was some controversy with this author. But I could be wrong. I could be thinking of something else. Maybe. I feel like every... I know. I feel like every person's got controversy with them. Yes. But could be wrong. So, yeah. So, most of these books, obviously, you're seeing that I have not read them. But I'm definitely going to put some on my list now to read. Well, the next one is the other graphic novel that I would recommend. Okay, I did not realize this was a graphic novel. Yes, so it was a graphic novel, and it was turned into a movie, an animated movie. And I want to say it won an Oscar. Um, I could be wrong, so don't quote me on that. But this is Persepolis by Marjane Satrapi. And this is about a girl and her experience growing up in the Iranian Revolution. Again, I read this a couple of years ago, but maybe you've got a better synopsis. Yeah, it says, um, tells the story of her life from ages 6 to 14, years that she saw the overthrow of the Shah's regime, regime, the triumph of the Islamic Revolution, and the devastating effects of the war with Iraq. Um, It's fantastic. Like, this this is another one that I would recommend as, like, a gateway into graphic novels. It's, it was great. I think I read it all in one afternoon. Like, Yeah. Um, I thought the, the artwork was kind of cool. The story is great. It's, I mean, it's about her growing up. So mm-hmm. but it's just... I loved it. I enjoyed it. Yeah, if any of our listeners have any um, other suggestions for graphic novels, please let us know because... I've never dabbled in them, so I would love to know more to read. I think that'd be really cool. Okay. Next. It's a John Steinbeck. The Grapes of Wrath. Yes. Um, It's um, The Great Depression Chronicles, the Dust Bowl migration of the 1930s, and tells the story of one Oklahoma farm family, the Jodes, driven from their homestead and forced to travel west to the promised land of California. So, so this is another book that you commonly see, like, 
books you should have read in high school. Yeah. Um, we did not do John Steinbeck in high school because my teacher does not like John Steinbeck. And so we didn't read John Steinbeck. We watched, <laughs> we watched Of Mice and Men, but we didn't read any of Steinbeck. Which is a great book. You should read that one. I know. That was on my list. Oh, and you should read. I've never read The Graves of Wrath either. I just remember from the um, Veggie Tales, they're like literally angry grapes. <laughs> <laughs> Yes. So. But yeah, this is a classic, like, Great Depression. I mean, most of John Steinbeck's stuff is, like, Americana, Great Depression. Yes. Yeah. The next one I did manage to read before I was 20 because we read it in high school. Me too! Hamlet by Bill Shakespeare. Oh, okay, Bill. <laughs> it's Billiam. <laughs> um, I enjoyed Hamlet. Yeah, no, I think this is one of my favorite ones that we read in high school from Shakespeare. I have found that I like Shakespeare's more, like, none of the romances. I want no. that. I want Romeo and Juliet. I want that. I want Macbeth. I want Hamlet. I don't think we read Macbeth, but I really enjoyed Othello and The Taming of the Shrew as well. Even mm-hmm. though the taming, the taming of the Shrew has some romanticness in it, but... I enjoyed Hamlet. I got really into it. Um, this is a cool cover that they're showing on this website, too. We'll link to this list so you can understand what we're talking about when we're like, that's a cool cover. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed kind of discussing, like, different interpretations on Hamlet people had. And mm-hmm. I enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I always liked reading. And then, I don't know how y'all did it, but we always, like, went around the room and read, like, certain lines in the class. So like, we, that's how we read it. We would do that sometimes. Um, and then my teacher got sick of listening to people not get into it because she was like, you're losing meaning by just being like, alas, poor Yorick, I hardly knew you. You know, <laughs> she's like, come on, Timmy. So we actually, she put on the Kenneth Branagh version of Hamlet, mm-hmm. which is a super cool movie. Like, um, but she kept the screen off, so only the audio would play. So we followed oh, along like that. That cool. was a That was a cool way. And then we we got to watch it at the end and stuff to kind of say like oh look no that's actually not how I pictured it and so it was fun oh, I, really it. Um, yeah, I think if you keep the picture on like you said like you're going to get distracted and not like actually listen to the words and I actually think the Kenneth Branagh version of it is like very visually stunning because it's I, I, don't, I don't know how to describe it but there's a lot of like like stark black white red colors that's what really sticks out in my mind and it's very like uh, I don't know how to describe it, but yeah, yeah that's what I would recommend. Um, the next one on the list is a book, another book that I have, I think I owned for the longest time, but I haven't read it, but it's Rebecca by Daphne du Maurier. Um, and this one's always on like, like spooky lists, like stoop, spooky read lists, so... And I've heard really good things about it. Um, it says, Rebecca finds her life changed overnight when she meets Maxim Day Winter, a handsome and wealthy widower whose sudden proposal of marriage takes her by surprise. Rescuing her from an overbearing employer, Winter whisks her off to Manderley, his isolated estate on the windswept Cornish coast, but there things take a chilling turn. Max seems haunted by the memory of his glamorous first wife, Rebecca. Oh, so I apologize. It says the, at the beginning, it says the young heroine of Rebecca of the book. Mm-hmm. So she's not Rebecca, the one that marries him overnight. So I apologize. Yes. It's his first wife is Rebecca, whose legacy is lovingly tended by the sinister housekeeper, Mrs. Danvers. So 
There's actually a very interesting story about how the movie got made um, and kind of the the woman who really pushed for the movie to be made and worked with Alfred Hitchcock and stuff. Um, but yeah, I think it was like, it's always on, you know, spooky reading lists and I think it's considered to have one of the better twists in literature, but. Oh, wow. It's on my list, so. But I have not read it. And that was book 15 of our top 20 books that you should read for you're in your 20s. So we have five more to go. All right. And this next one I have definitely read. And it was yeah, I did I was read 20. This. yeah, I did read this in high school. And it's 1984 by George Orwell. Okay, let's see. If there's Winston Smith toes the party line, rewriting history to satisfy the demands of the Ministry of Truth, which each with each lie he writes, Winston grows to hate the party that seeks power for its own sake and persecutes those who dare to commit thought crimes. But as he starts to think for himself, Winston can't escape the fact that Big Brother is always watching. Yeah, this is the book that gave us the term Big Brother in regards to the government, you know, watching you. Yeah. Um, I don't, I don't remember hating this book. I don't remember loving this book either. Yeah, I don't remember my reaction. I feel like this is one of those books I might need to reread. Um, I feel like it's a book, though, that's commonly, like, you hear it all the time. of like, we're living in 1984, like, George Orwell warned us about this. I think it's another one of those books that like people understand on a very surface level or like m completely misunderstand what it's about and kind of use yeah. it to justify some of their own crazy, um, very similar to Fahrenheit uh, 451 or that, um, wait, is that what it's called? Fahrenheit 451? Yes, by Ray Bradbury, where people kind of misunderstand what that whole story is about. Um, but I think it's, I think it's like, you know, I think it's a, it's a classic for a reason. People should read it. Like, it's one of those books that has reason behind it, so. Fun. I yeah, I think. I don't, I, mean, I don't have anything more to say. <laughs> no, no, I think, um, I think it's one of those books, because again, like, we read these books in high school. But sometimes I don't think we're old enough to comprehend, like, their meanings and stuff. And so I think it would be a really good book to reread. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I agree. And it's sometimes, it's kind of what we talked about with the banned books. Like, you need, like, if you're going to be teaching this book or leading your class in this book, like, you have to be very good at what you do in order to properly educate people on it. Um, yeah. Agreed. Agreed. All right. We're getting towards the end. The next one is On the Road by Jack Kerouac. I've not yes. read this, but I kind of enjoyed, like, Jack Kerouac was part of, like, the Beats in the 50s and stuff, the Beatniks. And I kind of enjoyed some of the other things we read in high school, but I did not read this. So this um, chronicles, like, his the author's years traveling the North America continent with his friend, Neil. Um, but it looks like they go by Sal and Dean in the book, if I'm reading this correctly. Um, the two roam the country in a quest for self-knowledge and experience. Um, so, yeah. You said you've never read this one? No. Me either. Surprise. I think it's, I think it's one of those books where... I'd have to double check, but I want to say that it's on some like banned books or contested books for high schoolers because I want to say that there are some very like sexually explicit scenes in it. Oh wow, yeah. But I could be very wrong on that. But um, I think that's why it's not always taught in high school. <laughs> but again, I could be wrong. I'm rarely, rarely right. 
So, <laughs> well, if people listen to this, I think they know. A lot of times we say, "If I'm not mistaken, I could be wrong. I might <laughs> I be mistaking this for. I could be mistaking this for another book. I apologize. <laughs> Am I wrong? I'm wrong. <laughs> I did not check my facts before pressing record. I apologize. Um. This next book I have read, and I recommend it, Beloved by Toni Morrison. I have not read it, but I do have it on my book cart. I bought that one when I bought um, The Bluest Eye. Hmm. And then I bought, um, I think, Sula. or Sula. Mm-hmm. Um, I bought both of those books. I just have not read those two yet. Um, so Beloved's like a ghost story. That's um, what I hear. I won't say I was, it's a ghost story in that, like, I wasn't, like, jumpy scared, um, but it definitely talks about some of the horrors of slavery, and that, to me, was where more of the horror lies in the book. Um, I won't spoil it, because I know you've got it to read, but, uh, yeah, there were, it was, Horror in the sense of like, oh, wow, this is what people are capable of and not, ooh, spooky. Yeah. yeah. Um, it says, like the main character, she was born a slave but escaped to Ohio. Um, but 18 years later, she's still not free. She was born the unthinkable and not gone mad. Yet she is still held captive by memories of Sweet Home, the beautiful farm where so many hideous things happened. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Toni Morrison all of her books are usually on these lists as well Um, she's a highly recommended author yeah Um, I read this I was 23, 24 I think because I very like explicitly remember reading it where I was Um, and again I don't know if it's one of those books where like being a little bit older, maybe, like, in your 20s might be better. Yeah. Because then you can kind of appreciate more of, like, the context behind it. Or you might take away the, take away more from a book and appreciate it more than you would reading it in high school. But, again, if you're going to read it in high school, then you need the right person to kind of guide you along, I think. That's a generalization because, you know, there are some kids who are more advanced, less than blah, blah, blah. But, you know, in general... Yeah. But, uh, yeah, this is one I would recommend. Cool. The next one's a book I've never read. So. I have never read this either. It's called The Secret Life of Bees by Sue Monk Kid. This is their K cover. Yes, another penguin drop. I love it. It's so cute. <laughs> What's this book about? This book, um, let's see. Because, of course, it talks about the this edition of the book when you click on it. Okay. So, Young Lily Owens, A Girl Transformed by the Power in, of the Female Spirit into the Canon of Modern Day Heroines, Lily and her fierce-hearted black stand-in mother escape the racism of their hometown and find refuge with a centric trio of black beekeeping sisters whose world of bees, honey, and the black Madonna is mesmerizing. This is a movie, right? This was made into a movie, and I will... I'll tell you, it's got Dakota Fanning in it, but it also has Queen Latifah and Jennifer Hudson and Alicia Keys. (laughs) Yeah, no, that sounds... I've never, like, I've definitely heard of this book, but I just, I don't see it on a lot of lists like this. Mm-mm. But it sounds like a really good book. I think I remember this movie coming out and thinking it was going to be, like, a sisterhood of traveling pants. And looking at the synopsis now, I'm I'm wrong. <laughs> it is not like this. <laughs> you are wrong. So, uh, you know, maybe don't quote me on some of these things. Okay, we have one more book. 
This Side of Paradise by F. Scott Fitzgerald. I will be upfront. I tried to read this book and could not get into it. Or I loved Great Gatsby and thought, oh, I'll try some of his other ones. And I got like, I don't know, maybe 20 pages in and was like, not for me. I'm good. So I have never read this one, so I don't really know what it's about. So let's see. Um, it recounts the education of young Amori Blaine. Um, they describe him as egotistic, versatile, imaginative. Um, we enter an environment heady with the promise of everything that was new in the vigorous, restless America after World War One, And we experience his sailing hopes, crushing defeats, deep loves, and stubborn losses. Yeah. I just didn't like any of the characters within the first, you know, handful of pages. So I was like, mm, I got a limited amount of time. I'm going to read what I want to read. Yeah. Well, I think you mentioned that before. I think it was on on here where you had bought a lot of books that you thought, like, you should read based on, like, lists like this and realized, like, it might not be... Like, just because somebody else says it's good, it might not be something that you have to yeah, read. Yeah, I was trying to do, I think it was through the BBC, 100 books you should read before you die. And I started working my way through it, and I got, like, a good chunk of the way through, but then got to, I can't remember which book it was, where I was just like, I don't want to read this. Like, I hit a point where I was like, I want to read for pleasure. For enjoying myself and I'm making it into a chore by trying to do this list and I didn't like yeah. it so same thing with reading challenges like I always try with good intention and then I'm like I, I'd rather read this and this doesn't fit on the list like it puts too much pressure on me to read yeah when you can just like why don't you just read and then you're putting off the books that you actually do want to read yeah I don't do that absolutely not I will say I am reading Oprah's book club. (laughs) (laughs) Looking through um, this penguin drop lens, they're beautiful. I know. Like I love my book, my cover of uh, the Joy Luck Club. Like that would be. Like I want to buy some more. A fun collector, like collectors thing, because they're beautiful. Yeah. And everyone who listens knows how we love a good cover. I don't know if I'd read all of these. I've already read Madame Bovary. Gross. But, um... I don't know. That that would be, if we ever run up celebrity book clubs, I would say we should tackle that. (laughs) (laughs) Read the, the alphabet? Yeah. So... Some books that stuck out to me on this list that I want to put on my list now are The House on Mango Street, um, Never Let Me Go, because you highly yes. recommended it, um, March, um, book one, because it's a graphic novel, it sounds amazing, The Hobbit, yeah. um, I don't know how I feel about Crime and Punishment yet. Um, (laughs) We should all be feminist. And then Persepolis, is that what it's called? The other graphic novel? Yes. And then I would probably say Rebecca and um, Beloved. I would say those are good. I would like to try uh, March with you. I think I'll give Crime and Punishment another try. Um, And then uh, Rebecca. Try reading Rebecca again. This is, again, some of those ones that I've had, and I just never got around to it. Yeah, those all sound... That was a good list because, again, as you will see, I have not read very many of them. So I, I was a bad reader before my 20s. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't think I became like really. I mean, I always like liked reading, but I think like in my thirties is now where I've like really sure? tried. Yeah. So. All right. So next week will be our discussion on while I was gone, and we'll see if I. I'm still correct that it will be my favorite book from Oprah's Book Club. It's exciting. Yeah, and yeah. And we'll see if you agree with me about like the girls' vibes, kind of thing. Kind of thing. Yeah, I'm hoping so. I oh, I will say that um, when I started reading it, I read out a line because I was like, "Hey, Jay, guess guess when this book was published." And there's a scene, like, the very, very beginning where she's describing her one teenage daughter's bedroom. Yeah. She's like, oh, she's got posters of boys up. Daniel Day-Lewis. <laughs> Denzel Washington. Brad Pitt. I was like, wow, that doesn't date this book. Like, <laughs> oh, my gosh. Yeah. So, I'm really liking it. I'm actually, like, finding myself, like, picking it up to read. Nice. So, yeah. I'm, I Hopefully, it does not disappoint the end so yeah well that'll be that'll be next week's episode hey well i think we're wrapping this one up so if you've got suggestions on books that you think should be read in your 20s before your 20s let us know let us know some graphic novels for tiffany and me i enjoy graphic yeah. novels yeah. um you can let us know if you've read all of these books because that yeah. would be really impressive um, you can feel free to yell at me for my pronunciation of names. I know they're terrible and I'm trying. Yeah. It's uh, not, yeah. You're not, it's not like you're doing it on purpose to be like disrespectful. Like you honestly don't know. The I honestly like look some of them up and try, like try to catch and I yeah just screw them up when I have to actually say them. Um, but yeah, so you can find us on Instagram at reading with celebs. And on and Twitter at W with Celebs. Yeah. Cool. cool. Thanks for listening, guys. Happy reading. Bye. Bye.